Welcome, welcome, welcome to a, another episode of Reservations for One with Bills. You know I got to start off the episode by, by giving a big rest in peace to, to one of the GOATs, Kobe, man. It says he died in a, a tragic accident with, you know, with nine other people this weekend, as well as his daughter, Gigi, man, uh, the Mambasita. So I got to give them a big, big, big rest in peace shout out. Kobe, man, I um, I, I always had a, a great appreciation for Kobe growing up because um, one of his he had a fucking video game. A lot of people don't even know that Kobe Bryant had his own video game for Nintendo sixty four. It was called Kobe Bryant Courtside, and I loved the game so much because you could hang on the rim and get a tech. That was like the only video game that let you do that. So I loved that video game from Jump, and that's kind of where I got my appreciation or, or liking for Kobe Bryant, and um. One thing I did admire about Kobe Bryant, too, is because his work ethic. Like, Kobe had one of the greatest work ethics because and he showed that you could come in good, you could start good, but, you know, there's a lot of people who are good at, at stuff, and um, the work ethic is what separates the good from the great, so so that's why I had a, always had a great appreciation for Kobe Bryant, man. It's just such a tragic accident, and it's like, it's crazy because... You, sometimes you think people like Kobe live forever. Like Kobe, you know, you, I'm, you're supposed to see Kobe at, at like like how Bill Russell is old. I thought I was going to see what Kobe looked like at 80 years old. And um, he died tragically at 41. And it's just, it just was so shocking. Like I still can't haven't even processed it. I still haven't come to the terms like, like he's really gone. Like, you know, and... Um, it's just a crazy thing, man. Rest, rest in peace to Kobe Bean Bryant, man, and, and as Gigi as well, and as well as the other victims of, of the tragic accident that was in the, the helicopter, too. And shout out to all the NBA players who still played that day. I was kind of indifferent thinking about, like, should you play or should you not play? Like, why they making the NBA play that day? But kind of think playing might have been been a good thing because it do it would keep your mind off of it. Plus, it'll give you, you know, Kobe was a, a, the ultimate competitor. Kobe probably would have played if he could. If he'd have survived the accident, he probably would have got out and like, fuck it, I'm still going to the game to play that day. So, you know, um, shout out to the NBA players who had the strength to play that day. You know, a couple players, you know, was crying and shit like that, showing emotion, showing appreciation for Kobe and shit. So, a couple players went out and did their thing, scored a lot of points for Kobe, you know. And um, so, I, I kind of think that playing was kind of a good thing. And um, one more rest in peace for Kobe Bryant. But, and it's crazy that, you know, speaking of that, like I, I actually won a fantasy basketball game that day because like some of the players I had actually went off. And But then that kind of made me realize like, damn, I'm really here playing fantasy basketball. That's how I know when I'm doing like, <laughs> when I got no holes in my life, when I catch myself updating a fantasy basketball team every single day, I know it's just like, yo, like, <laughs> I got no holes right now. And um, Valentine's Day is coming up. So, you know, I, I agreed to let somebody hook me up on a blind date for Valentine's Day. I might go the day before um, because it might be kind of awkward going on a blind date with somebody, you know, for Valentine's Day. Like, what if I don't like this person? What if this person don't like me? Like, we stuck together on the most romantic day of the year. And um, 
So um, I'm just I'm just debating that, but I'm definitely gonna let somebody finally let somebody hook me up on a blind date because um, I can't be out here updating my fantasy basketball every single day like that. That's that is kind of kind of you know kind of loserish and, and um, you know that's when you know you're at a low point in your life and got no holes. So oh, and shout out to the to the. Um, the carniv- that that's another reason I was kind of debating going on a blind date though the the carnivorous the carnivorous or whatever the the new diseases that everybody got nowadays that's just spreading around like I'm like god damn do I really want to go on a blind date with somebody I don't know like what if this girl was coughing two three days ago and I don't know like I don't know her from nowhere I, I'd rather stick to the girls I know that maybe got like a, a calm UTI or something that you know something that I can handle and get rid of I'm not trying to meet no new girls out here they pass me some shit that's gonna have me dying out here you feel me <laughs> oh man but I don't know. I'm st- I'm still undecided about that. And uh, what what else happened this week? Oh, shout out! You know, I didn't really watch the Grammys. I don't, I don't care to watch the Grammys or not watch the Grammys. It's not like you know. That's just not like a factor in my life because um, I don't really you know I don't really I realized the Grammys wasn't for me, and and it's okay that it's not for me. Like I, I'm not mad at the Grammys for not being a, a thing that's for me. They're not celebrating the artists that I I feel like should be celebrated. And that's cool. Like whoever made the Grammys, they they tailor it and, and cater it to around what they think and what they want it to be, and that's their thing. You feel me? So I'm not even mad at the Grammys. I hate that you know people keep complaining. Like yo, people been complaining about the Grammys before I was born. I see people from the '80s and all of that complaining about the Grammys not recognizing black people or black artists. Like okay, like it's clearly that's the way it is. Like why why you keep complaining? Like just just like stop begging to be included in everything. And but I did see a clip of uh, of Tyler the Creator that really made me appreciate him though because I was even mad that he won the Grammy. That's the first thing I was like, see, this is why I don't fucking watch the Grammys. He he won the Grammy for that album. That's not even a rap album. How he won the best rap album? But I, I did see a clip of what he said after. He was like, yo, like why when somebody makes somebody that looks like me make an album it, it gives like they gotta just put it in rap no matter the type of music because i like the tyler the creator album. i'm not gonna lie i fuck with it it's fire but that wasn't a rap album so it, it's, it's no way that album should have won a rap grammy of the year it, that should have been the it could have been the album of the year they could have gave the album album of the year like it's honestly i i like that album so much that it's a great album but it's no way in the hell that's a rap album and I appreciated what Tyler the Creator said about about the Grammys. Like, yeah, like you know, it's like a backhanded compliment. So if you are going to be there and and you know, and be in the Grammys and and all of that, and um, you you should do the way Tyler the Creator protested it was, was like the perfect way. Like he just just gave a perfect speech. You could probably just search his speech or something like that. Not the speech on stage, but I think it was after the Grammys, like where he um. Where he, what you call it, got the, um, it was like a clip on Twitter I saw. Like, it was just like a like a, a minute clip. So, shout out to Tyler, the creator for that. And, um, yeah, but, yo, 20, is it me or does 2020 seem like a fake year? It's like, it's just so much going on right now. It's just, I feel like I'm in a movie. Like, I really feel like I'm in a movie. It's like, every day is something new happening, something new going on. Like, what the fuck is this? But and that started making me think about like if I could make my life a movie, what movie would would I want my life to be? And um, 
And I had a hard time picking my favorite movies. Like I was realizing that like I don't really know my favorite movies. And but I do know like my top five movie scenes, like my top five movie scenes ever. And I guess this is how I, I, I pick my favorite movies, because these scenes right here just made these movies my top five movies. And it's just because I appreciate the scene so much, like like um, the gas station scene from No Country from Omen. Oh, my God. That is like one of the most hilarious scenes of in- anything. Like if you see No Country for Omen when he was at the gas station, like. <laughs> and he was bullying the gas station clerk. Antoine was bullying the gas station clerk. And, you know, top, No Country for Old Men is in my top five movies. Um, oh, Avengers, the first Avengers. What was the first one? Was it Infinity War with, with Thanos? Where um, where the Guardians of the Galaxy went was fighting, you know, the Avengers from Earth because they all met up at on Titan. And uh, they asked, Dr. Strange asked uh, Star-Lord, what master do you serve? And he was like, what am I supposed to say, Jesus? <laughs> Yo, I could watch that scene over and over and over. Like that that right there, that alone made that <laughs> one of my favorite movies. Um, oh, Natural Born Killers, where where, um, where they had his girlfriend captured and... and um, where they had Mickey, where they had Mallory captured outside the store, Skagnatty. And Skagnatty was like, come out or I'm going to cut a boob off. And uh, Mickey was like, I'll buy her a new one. <laughs> that shit, just that part there just was mad funny to me. It was like a great part. And um, what else? What else? Oh, Scarface, where he was at. It was like, this is like one of the smoothest movies lines ever. Scarface was at the car dealership, him, when he was trying to steal Frank Girl. And uh, Manolo told her, like, yeah, he said he's going to ride around with a tiger in the car. And she was like, you're going to ride around with a tiger in your car? And he was like, mm, I don't know. Maybe some lady tiger. I feel like that was just, like, one of the smoothest things you could have said. Scarface is an underrated movie. Like, it's an underrated love story. I know people see it as, like, a drug movie or like and shit like that. But it's just, like, a love story. It's just, it's just you know, I, I, my appreciation for Scarface goes beyond a lot of people's appreciation for it. But And I understand that. And um, I'm willing to fight people who don't like Scarface, too. Like, I've almost gotten to physical altercations for people who said Scarface was overrated. Because, you know, I feel like if you got an opinion, you should be able to fight, fight, fight for it. Like, how strong is your opinion if you're not willing to fight for your opinion? So that's that's another thing I do hate about Twitter, too, because... A lot of people on Twitter just been given like a lot of opinions lately, and um, I'm sure that they wouldn't fight over it. So I don't really take their opinion serious. Oh, and let me try to think my fifth one. Probably have to be Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite when um, what the hell was the girl name? I forgot her name. She came to she came um, to his house to sell sell like I think it was some bracelets or those things that 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 um that you used to put on your book bag back in the day when you was young. And Napoleon and Napoleon answered the door, and she was like, "Oh, I'm going door to door to sell this to raise money for college." And Kip was like, "Your mom goes to college." Oh my God! Like he smoked her for no reason. Like she even left all her shit and ran away. Like <laughs> that. That was like one of the most funniest things. Like uh, that's like my top five movie moments. And um, I really, really in those. I would say those are like my top five movies just because of those moments alone. So that shows you how meticulous things like just those little parts in those movies stood out to me so much that they made the rest of the movie my, my top five movie. And um, 
oh shit, you know what else I saw? That they, they recreated a fucking mummy's voice. Like this 2020 is a fake year. They recreated a 5,000 year old mummy's voice. It was just like a quick sound, like, you know, all the technology they got. And they just re- recreated his esophagus or whatever it was and his and um, played the sound of his voice. And that had me starting to think, like, damn, in the future, imagine the shit they're going to be able to do in the future. They're going to be fucking bringing people back in the future. Like, they're going to be bringing people back to fight. They're going to be like, listen, let's, let's bring back Gandhi and make him fucking fight Genghis Khan. <laughs> like, a thousand years from now, they're going to be bringing just random people back to fight each other. It's going to be like real-life celebrity deathmatch and shit like that. <laughs> God damn, the future's crazy. Like, I, And that's what people have me to ask. Is like, would I want to be able to live for a thousand years? Or would I want to be able to be brought back in a, in a uh, future? And I kind of feel like, nah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to live a thousand years because I don't want to fucking keep meeting new people. People fucking annoy me. And um, if I got to meet a thousand years worth of people, I might fucking lose my fucking mind. And um, so I, I wouldn't want to be want to be here a thousand years. And but um, I do want to get back into Act Sad Pick. I had a couple questions that um, that that people had emailed me that I wanted to get to. I'll probably just do two or three today. Let me see. Ask Sad Pit, what advice would you give to a struggling entrepreneur? Um, I would say make sure you are not the reason you're struggling. A lot of times people, you know, like force themselves to struggle when they don't have to because they, you know, like don't be your own enemy. Like you you, you force yourself, people put themselves in positions that they don't have to just for the sake of saying like, you know, like, just say saying I'm like 100% independent or something like that. Like I always say, don't be the, the captain on a rowboat just for the sake of being a captain. Like sometimes you need to learn from other people. Sometimes you got to work for somebody else or work under somebody or just study somebody. Like don't be afraid to, to not feel like you, you are a, a boss. Like that's another thing. People be so caught up on being a so-called boss that they just think struggling and doing everything on their own makes them a boss. And I, that's cool. You could be a boss, but don't you want to be a leader? Like uh, uh, if you're a leader, the difference between a leader, a leader knows how to follow and then that's how you learn how to lead better because, you, you know, you, you, you're willing to take information in. You're willing to listen to other people. You're willing to learn from people. You're willing to not let yourself struggle. Like, don't put yourself in a struggling position just because you want to feel like you're 100% independent or 100% this and that. So make sure you're not your own worst enemy. And that's about it. And just go hard, you know. Keep your work effort up. Just keep going hard. What is another one we got? Axad Pit. Should I hit up my ex for Valentine's Day or look for someone new? Hmm. I'm very indifferent about this because, you know, with the carnivorous, carniv- somebody, you know what? I, I don't know how to say that because I've never heard no one say it and I, I can't really read too well. So especially English, like they tell you just pronounce the words you see. So I just pronounce all the letters how it should sound. And most of the time, that's not how shit go. So I was, I was kind of taught wrong. Fuck the uh, New York City school system for, for leading me <laughs> down the wrong path. But, you know, if you got the luxury of hitting up your ex and, and um, hitting up your ex and sh- they'll, uh, damn, I don't say if this is a man or woman. But I guess it's a man because uh, if you're a woman, 
I would say go back to your ex if you could, if you could go back to somebody go back to your ex for Valentine's Day, especially if you wanted to ask them to be your Valentine's. Asking a new guy to be your Valentine's might be a little bit, but no, it's 2020. Fuck it. You know what? Maybe you got to take the initiative. That's it. Fuck it. We leaving our exes in 2019. Go to somebody new and just take whatever come with with somebody new. You feel me? Fuck it. That, that's all we do in 2020. It's just new everything, new energy, new all of that. But that was Reservations for One with Bills. Quick episode. And once again, I got to say rest in peace to the Mamba, man. Rest in peace to GG and rest in peace to everybody else that was um, on the, the helicopter that crashed this weekend, man. And uh, I'm out.